Hello and welcome to Breaking Ground on iProperty Radio with myself, Carol Tallon, the show where we chat to industry experts to get a view on what's happening on the ground and to learn about new trends emerging within the construction industry. This show was brought to you in partnership with Place Engage, a data-driven platform for more successful public consultation and community engagement for your next development project. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by a returning guest, uh, Thomas Campbell, Managing Director of TA Group. Thomas, you're very welcome back. Thank you for joining us today. Carol, thank you very much for having me back. Um, Thomas, I'm delighted we've had a chance to catch up because previously when we spoke, we've mentioned a few projects and it's always good to check in and see how, how those projects are going. But for anybody not familiar with TA Group, you might just give a little introduction to to the company and to your team there and just maybe chat a little about some of the projects that you're working on right now. Yeah, perfect. Um, so TA Group, uh, we were set up as an integrated design team serving mainly the public sector and the local authorities uh, to deliver their social housing projects. So we're a team of architects, uh, civil and structural engineers, quantity surveyors, uh, project managers, assigned certifiers um, for the delivery of housing projects. So we, we work with uh, local authorities right across the country um, we also work with the Quilche on, on some, some projects they have, the Department of Education, the OPW, and we do a little bit in the water and wastewater sector also. Okay, that's a wide remit. So let's let's break down that. Obviously, we'll start with housing because that's um, not only that we're still facing into this chronic undersupply, but um, in terms of delivery, uh, the stats for delivery this year we're still falling uh, just shy of, of targets, but um, the likelihood of increasing capacity for next year is definitely com- coming um, into question. So you might just tell us, talk to us a little bit about some of the residential projects. Is it social or private or what are you working on right now? So it's predominantly social housing projects. Um, we are involved in one private uh, project that I might uh, circle back to based in in, in Dublin. But uh, yeah, predominantly uh, social housing projects. So we work a lot with uh, Wicklow, Car- Wicklow, Carlow, Leash, Offaly, Kildare, uh, Roscommon, Mayo and Limerick County Council. So we're on various frameworks um, with those local authorities. So it ranges from being appointed as, say, solely as a civil and structural consultant or QS or a science certifier, all the way up to a, providing a fully integrated design team. Um, I suppose that's the advantage and uh, of what we do and the, the concept behind setting up the business um, as, a, as a one-stop shop that we can provide all the services in-house. So, for for example, um, Roscommon County Council, we're, we're, uh, we have a number of projects with them where we've taken the project from concept through planning, detailed design, and are about to appoint the, the works contractor. Um, and then we'll obviously supervise the works contractor during the build and and fulfill the role of a science certifier when it's when it's completed. Um, another interesting project that we're involved in is a design build uh, delivery platform with Wicklow and Wexford County Council. So I suppose the Department of Housing are always looking at ways of increasing supply and delivery of housing and cost certainty. So one particular model they've looked at is this design build model. So the local authority will bring a project as far as planning and then issue it out to tender to a design build contractor to progress the detailed design and then obviously commence the build. Um, The concept behind it is one cost certainty for the client, but also uh, an increase in turnaround or 
decrease in turnaround time, increase the speed of the project. So we were lucky enough to team up with KTL Construction um, based in Escorty in, in Wexford. And we were successful in securing a position with Wicklow and Wexford County Council Frameworks. So we um, we started just our first project there in Tinnahili in Wicklow. It's 20 units. We received gateway approval there um, about a month ago. So we two months of intense design up front and it mobilized the site with the with the aim of delivering those 20 units uh, inside 12 months for Wicklow County Council. Um, Thomas, when we first spoke, um, it was in the early days of the business. So we're going back, you know, three, possibly close to four years now. Um, in that time, a lot of how social housing is being delivered has changed. So you might just talk us through maybe some of the changes that you've seen over the last four years and particularly post-COVID. Yeah, so um, I suppose in, just touching back on what I had just discussed, in terms of the delivery model and the frameworks, there is certainly a move by a certain number of uh, local authorities to move away from individual consultancy appointments to a fully integrated design team. That That's one kind of move in terms of procurement and, and, and delivery. In terms of, I suppose, uh, design and concept design, um, there is certainly a push to embrace um, alternative methods of construction, be that off-site construction or in the case of Tinnahili where, and a few other projects, we're progressing with ICF construction. Um, so there is, a, I think, a, an acceptance by by local authorities that they have to look at this and embrace it because the, you know, the trades, the traditional wet trades aren't there any longer and um, just, I suppose, the speed of delivery and, and looking at all supply chain opportunities for delivery of housing, that they have looked at that um, and are starting to embrace it. And, um, you know, we've spoken a lot on this show about uh, offsite and other modern methods of construction in terms of speeding up delivery. And we know that there's there's an adoption that we were still waiting for that to ramp up and we've seen a huge improvement of that but it's an improvement from a low base so we're certainly not where we need to be and you know whenever I'm speaking to uh, manufacturers and and those delivering um, you know whether it's 2D or or 3D volumetric you know they, they always point to the uh, design first so design uh, for manufacturing assembly as being such a vital first step but a number you know a couple of years ago that wasn't perhaps taken into the to the tender and procurement process. And we know that's starting to change. But in your experience now, um, as you're coming through kind of with this integrated design team approach, are you starting to factor in offsite, whether it's ICF or whatever of the other MMC categories? Are you starting to factor that in then from pre-design stage almost? Uh, yeah, w yes, we are. And I suppose we're always looking and reviewing our designs from a constructability point of view. Um, like We actually have one very recent example. Now, it was only a small project, but it was a, a number of units for Wicklow County Council that started off as, as a concept design in terms of layout and what the, the end user required. But as, as the design developed and some late information came back from the end user, all of a sudden the project and the unit got very complex from a fireproofing point of view and, a, and a, literally a structural, structurability point of view. So we ended up having to pause, rethink and, and kind of, I won't say start from scratch, but um, redesign the structure so that it would it would facilitate, um, be it a, a timber frame offsite manufacturer or 
or even just simplify the the build on site from a fireproofing point of view. Um, so yeah, it's I suppose the beauty of having an integrated design team is you can make those changes um, very quickly and adapt them into your design when you have your architect, your engineer, your QS all sitting around in the one office. Um, you can you can you can make those changes very quickly and and keep the project moving forward. Um, and actually, let, let's talk a little about TA Group, because you mentioned there the different disciplines you have between your architects and now an in-house uh, QS. And in, of course, you have a property inspection. We've spoken previously about about uh, the scale of property inspections that your company does um, across Ireland, but particularly uh, in the northwest. Um, you might just talk to us a little bit about the company and how that's evolving. Um, you know, so now you've an in-house QS. What? What is that bringing to the team? So since the start of uh, 2023, we've um, we've increased, um, took on three new staff. So we've increased to a headcount of seven now. So the way it's it's structured, we have our three architects uh, that feed in then to myself that looks after the civil and structural and assigned certifier part of it. And then kind of parallel to me is our, our quality surveyor. Um, and then behind that, we have uh, administration staff here in the office that, that look after that side of things and a, a building a building inspection um, uh, technician. So uh, and amongst our three architects, we have we have a, uh, a core competency in fire safety, um, which is obviously a big part of, of, of what we do. So. In terms of be it be it obviously new build projects, uh, capital projects, you know, I'm sitting here alongside the architect and we're developing our designs and our quantity surveyors also sitting in the office. So, you know, they're building up their BOQ and their specification. We're all kind of working hand hand in glove together when it comes to our property inspection side of the business. And like I said, we, we inspect a lot of properties for, for, for satisfying the minimal minimum uh, rental property standards um, that that person always when they come back to the office and we're reviewing their reports. Again, I'm sitting there looking at it from an engineering point of view or a fire engineering point of view, and our architect is there reviewing it from compliance with Part K or Part M or Part B. So um, we have all the competencies in-house um, to, to, to tick all the boxes from a building regulations point of view. So it works It works seamlessly. It works very well. And we're supported by a, an external consultant in terms of M&E. Um, that that plugs in when we when we're acquired. So uh, yeah, maybe maybe in another year or two we'll have ME in house as well, and we have everything in house, but we have the vast majority and core competencies in house, and it, it works well. It's streamlined. It 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 means we can get through projects really quickly. It keeps our overheads down compared to say consultants that have to match together. So makes us competitive as well when tendering for work. And uh, obviously, that's um, contributing to the wide range of projects that that you're in a position to to take on as well. One that I'm particularly interested in is that um, TA Group has been appointed as the integrated design team uh, by Leash County Council for the redevelopment of the town centre project of Balnakill in County Leash. So uh, obviously, there's been so much talk with the town centre first policies. We're seeing regeneration in rural villages and regional towns it's a really exciting time it seems to be a good time for towns to to take on funding we're seeing new regeneration officers appointed by most county councils you know so it's a really interesting time for place regeneration talk to us a little bit about this project 
Yeah, so so that project, um, like I said, it's based in Ballinac Hill. So it, it's a it's a derelict uh, building that's there for for a number of years. Um, so Leash County Council's concept for that is redevelopment of that into um, I think it's three one bed apartments um, on the site. Um, so our our role in the project is to take their concept design, obviously bring it through planning, detailed design, uh, appointment of the works contractor and oversee the works. So we're providing architectural, civil structural, fire engineering, M&E, quantity surveying and, and project management services. Um, now, I suppose we've done one or two of these projects already. We've done something similar uh, in, with Roscommon County Council. We have two there. We have one project with Carlow County Council and we have two projects, actually three projects with Limerick County Council. So that particular project in Leash, we've we highlighted to the client, even as part of our Tinder submission, of how we could possibly maximize the site and uh, possibly get a, a fourth unit on that site to the rear of the proposed redevelopment. And something that we've learned uh, from other local authorities is, yes, you want to maximize the site, you, you, but also you, you don't want to create a situation where you could create a zone for um, antisocial behavior uh, or secluded areas or, or dead end areas. So um, uh, something that we've tried to incorporate into our designs is uh, this passive supervision. So while you have your, your maybe two units at the front of the site, you, you leave a, 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 um, a satisfactory opening that it's not a, an alleyway, but more of a, a, a little opening um, and a common area to, to the side of the units to the front which then you can physically see the unit to the rear and you have a common uh, garden area between both. Uh, create a little a little mini square, for, for want of a better word. Um, that, that's an important part of the, the redevelopment and not just numbers. And is that particular site um, in uh, town centre, is it, is it actually in the village? It is, yes. Yeah, yeah it's, in, it's, it's just off the main street. Yeah, because, you know, at the moment, um, at the moment, I know there's a huge emphasis in tackling dereliction, uh, tackling vacancies. But, you know, we've spoken to the vacancy officers um, is in certain local authorities around the country. And there really is a difficulty in identifying those and um, the length of time then from when potential um, vacancy uh, spirals into dereliction. You know, it, it, it there can be a long period of time before the local authority actually takes in hand even where the, this is local authority land and so that's something that we know needs to be incentivized at the moment but in terms of delivering projects we're seeing local authorities building up their um i suppose building up the expertise in take in being the project owner again because there's many local authorities that just wouldn't have done that over you know maybe the previous decade um so how has that experience been for you given that you're working with so many different local authorities um so yeah there's certainly a, um, a difference across the local authorities based on one the size of the local authority um, and and the size of their department. So some local authorities that would have a very strong architectural department mm -hmm. and are happy to lead projects and and just bring in the the various consultancies as they require. Where other local authorities, uh, because of obviously they have to look after their own funding streams. So over the years, um, their housing department may have suffered from from staffing levels or the level of expertise and. 
we've certainly seen over the last maybe 15 months, 18 months that they're, they are really starting to invest in their staff and the number of staff and kind of rebuild those departments. Um, I suppose it has helped our business grow uh, because they, they've had no option but to out, outsource the, the design and, and the design team. And that's where we step in. Um, and I suppose from a resource point of view, the local authority, they can have maybe one individual looking after uh, a multiple of projects as the client's representative and allow the the design team um, to, to get on with the work and develop the design and um, progress the housing. So, yeah, it's, it's different across the local authorities. Um, um, uh, like I said, it depends on their size and, and what staffing they had. Of course. And look, I'm very conscious of your time. Thank you for being so generous and, and being with us today. But I suppose uh, maybe a final question is, what does the pipeline for 2024 look like for you guys? So the a lot of our projects in 2023 were going through design phase and are now about to start on site in 2024. So from a, a business point of view, Obviously, a lot of our time will be involved in those projects on site. And then obviously the, the aim is to secure future uh, tenders for, for 2025 that we start into the design of those. Something I've been balancing um, uh, myself is to try and figure out, well, where is the sweet spot for TA Group? What are we uh, uh, hoping to achieve here? Uh, I, I have seen companies that, that have grown very quickly and have, have, have got to a particular size uh, with with the intention of maybe being bought out by a, a multinational company. Um, I, I don't know if that's where TA Group will go. Um, I do see our strength in being agile, competitive when it, from, from, a, from a tendering point of view. I think um, to future-proof our business, we, we if, if you get too big, you need big projects. Um, and you're not going to have that in Ireland. You know, you, you know there's, there's a lot of companies out there. So... I think the sweet spot for TA Group is that we're competitive to deliver projects from from two to thirty housing units. So it's it's building maybe a team around that size that can can deliver that. I would like to uh, get more involved in other sectors. Like I said, my background initially was the water and wastewater sector, so uh, I would like to get back to a little bit more of that, um, just for for diversity in terms of the portfolio of projects that TA Group are involved in. Um, so maybe that's a, an area we need to focus on for, for 2024 and 2025. You know, that's a really interesting one, and particularly when you talk about maybe uh, the sweet spot, because there isn't just one uh, right strategy, obviously. And, you know, it's interesting. Only very recently I was having a conversation uh, maybe about not just the that there is no correlation, but the, that there might actually be an adverse correlation between the size once you go past a certain point, actually, the margins, once you go past a certain turnover, the margins start to tighten further. And that actually, um, you know, there there is a sweet spot for every company. And I I wonder, and, and the question we raised at the time was, um, I wonder, is that only evident in retrospect? Do you only know after you've gone past it? It's yeah. interesting to hear you think about it now um, in terms of the in terms of the strategy, because, again, you're only four years in so like if you were looking ahead to your 10 what would you expect where would you expect to see ta group or which which tier would you be sitting alongside yeah i know because that when we when, when we when we established the business um i remember i said to a few people 
I don't want to be a situation where I'm sitting looking at maybe 15 or 20 people in an office. Um, I didn't think we'd get to a headcount of seven in four years. Um, so what does 10 years down the line look like? I don't know. I, I still I still don't think uh, kind of breaching the, the 15 headcount is where we want to be. But who knows? Very good. Well, look, we'll. Uh, I look forward to the next time we check in in a couple of months or hopefully towards the middle of next year. I always love hearing about your projects, getting the project updates. And I think um, there's been amazing growth in the company over the last four years. And it's been really exciting to watch along. So I look forward to checking in, in with you in year five. Um, so thank you so much for being so generous with your time today. That was Thomas Campbell, Managing Director of TA Group. Um, my thanks to show producer Katie Talon and to the production team at Hear Me Roar Media. Also, thanks to Place Engage for making these conversations possible. And thank you indeed for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode of Breaking Ground. In the meantime, please be sure to check out all of the other Irish and international construction and real estate shows on iProperty Radio. <laughs>